0: Welcome, you've officially tuned in to Woman 2 Woman Podcast. That's Woman, the number two woman. This platform was created to motivate, uplift, and encourage women. And in this audio space, we will have weekly impactful conversations all about women. We will speak of our trials and our struggles, but most importantly, we will highlight our triumphs and our victories. So join me, let's journey together as we journey towards wellness, self-love, spirituality, cultivating dreams, transforming our lives fiercely to be that empowered, powerful, purposeful woman we were created to be. I'm your host, Denise Hanks and Lawrence, and I'm excited that we will grow together spiritually, financially, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Most importantly, we will definitely be restored and we will be transformed. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Woman 2 Woman podcast. That's Woman, the number two woman. I'm your host, Denise Hanks and Lawrence, and I'm really excited that you've decided to take this journey with me towards wellness. So if this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you. And please, at some point, take time to catch up on all our previous episodes, will you? Now, if you are a M V-R-L-A, that's most valuable regular listening audience, I salute you. You keep coming back week after week and I want you to know that your support it's greatly appreciated. Now, special recognition and mention to you, the international audience, Germany, Canada, UK. You're in the house and you make me feel special, putting me on the map. Hey, I want to say thank you and please know that your continued support it means a great deal. So now, time for my disclaimer. I am not a therapist or a counselor. So in these conversations, the comments, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and should not be taken or take place of you engaging in a professional relationship with a licensed mental practitioner. Okay, ladies, with that said, we'll be right back into our episode. Well, hello ladies and welcome again to Woman to Woman. I'm your host Denise Hanks and Lawrence, and I'm excited today as we continue our conversation on toxic relationship And better yet, this week we're going to take a spin on it. So we're going to talk about more of the mental capacity and dealing with mental illness and bringing some awareness to it. And I'm excited today because I have a guest with me today. Her name is Kenya Anderson Frazier. She is a licensed clinical social worker. She was born and raised in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and is currently uh, located uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And Kenya, I've known her for so many years and just realized that she's been a social worker for about 20 years and has her clinical uh, license for over 10 years and started her career as a clinician at a psychiatric hospital, providing individuals with group therapy. I mean, Kenya has done it all, really. She has She has experience in military, family, adult, and self-esteem, relationship issues, stress trauma, anxiety, disorder. I'm telling you, I have the right one here with us today, and I'm really excited. Kenny, I'm going to just ask you to just introduce yourself to the ladies that's listening on today, and we can go ahead and begin our conversation because I could go on and on. (laughs) I'm in and say hello to the guests and so we can begin our
1: conversation. If I go on and on and on, I just want to you <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. And I want to say to uh, the women in, in the audience and the women of the group and that um, it's a pleasure for me to be here to speak to you today about mental health. And I'm excited. I'm excited about the topic. I'm excited to talk about mental health and wellness. Thank you, Denise, for having me. Yeah, and I sent your resume. I'm, I'm excited that you came. <laughs> <laughs> and if I may just put a little plug,
0: I'm glad I know you.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm glad I know you too. I'm glad I know you. Yes. <laughs> That's a good thing. So I, in your resume, I basically just kind of briefly get
0: a little blurb about mm-hmm. the areas of specialties that you uh, operate in, in terms of like um, adults, self-esteem, relationship issues, stress, trauma, anxiety, disorder, depression, women's issue that's all in a nutshell also having to do with something
1: regarding to mental state, right? Yes. Everything um, has, has to do with the mental state. Um, so currently um, I am working. Um, not only am I doing direct practice where I am seeing clients right now, and mainly the clients that I do see are women who are dealing with family issues, life stressors, Um, issues with children, um, family, um, marriage. Um, So my main clientele right now is women. Um, I do have a day job uh, where I am working for an insurance company and I review um, services for autism. So Mm -hmm. basically if a child has autism and they see a professional, that professional will send their treatment plan over to me, and I make sure that it meets criteria for payment. So um, that's the way I break up. Um, I don't want to call it the monotony, but when you're doing um, therapy, there has to be ways that you can decompress from it. Um, so my day job is paperwork, but in the field, and um, I have a small private practice on the side where I'm seeing women.
0: Um, I like how you said that. How yes. you
1: have to you have to separate it, right? Give yourself yes. a little break from
0: in between. Yes, and you say that because you've done, you've worked basically in terms of as a clinician at uh, psychiatric hospitals, right?
1: Yes, in fact, um, you know, Denise, my, I, so let me back up a little bit. I started in the field of social work twenty years ago. Uh, I was working for the Department of Children and Families, a social worker. Um, I was uh, at one point doing investigations and then I was working with the ongoing um, treatment planning. Um, And I did that for about five years. And then I experienced a life situation where I said, you know what, I need relocation therapy. And I left uh, Connecticut and I started a new life in Charlotte. But part of that new life was um, you know, uh, finding out what I wanted to do with my career in social work because there's so many different things that you can do in social work. And when I came to the South, I said, you know what? I don't want to be working in you know with children and families as far as doing investigations. It's it can be rural. I didn't have a lot of support out here where I felt like I could knock on somebody's door and tell them <laughs> what they needed to do as far right. as you know. Uh, social work goes and, and so I decided to go back to school, but I went back to school to be a uh, school social worker. Um, okay. I was a single, yeah, I was a single parent at the time. I career decision. Well, I thought I was making a career decision that would work for me as far as being a mom with a little bit of support and having a career to, so I could take care of my son. So my thought process is working the school system become a school social worker you still be doing what you love you get off at three you'll spend the summers with him you'll spend the evenings with him so for life balance that's what I went for but God had another plan for me um my first internship was in a psychiatric hospital Mm. and uh I just I I did very well there I excelled there um I would have patients Uh, that would say do you do private practice on the side I would like to see you when you uh, you know when I get out the hospital and so when I graduated grad school I never was able to get a job in school social work but the the hospital that I did the internship uh, with hired me so I was working on the adult inpatient psychiatric unit for about I want to say about five years, and that is the core of my clinical training where I would work with, I would do rounds with doctors, meaning when the doctors would go see their patients, the psychiatrists would go see the patients. I was in the room with them. I was doing rounds with them. Um, many times the doctors didn't do the um, family okay. session, so... I would be conducting family sessions. So I was interfacing with patients who were very sick. Usually when they ended up in the hospital, they were suicidal. They had an attempt on their life or they had thoughts. Um, Or they weren't thinking clearly. They had some type of cognitive um, distortion um, where they would probably hear hearing voices or seeing things that weren't there. So by the time I was working with the patient in the hospital, they were very sick. And uh, those that did have family support, I did a lot of interfacing with, they had a lot of questions. Um, And I was the one who they talked to. Um, So a lot Ah. of my core experience came from the hospital. So you
0: mentioned something about Mm -hmm. working with women. I know um, one of the things that you really, um, that really is a highlight of your business and and what you do in your practice to Mm -hmm. speak is protective factors, uh, protective factors, but we don't want to get into that right now. But before we, Go for a break. I want to talk about some women. You were talking about um, working with women. Do you mm-hmm. see it as a a factor that women we struggle with so many different aspects of mental illness, and sometimes we're not
1: aware mm-hmm. of it. Yes, we're not we're not aware of it because I think um, women, you know, let, let me back up. A lot of times, mental illness is affected by the stresses that we carry. So we can have a mental illness and not even know it until a stressful event happens. Mm. So you you could have had an underlying illness but it could have come through the bloodline and it could have been laying there dormant until you went through the divorce. Until you went through childbirth and then noticed that you're not bouncing back. Until you lost the job. And then then before you know it you end up having this um, you know um, mental illness and you're going through these things and uh, you know I feel like women are called to me it's not that or I'm called to women Um, it's not that men don't go through it but it's the women who seek me out Um, so um, men go through things too uh, and a lot of times they go through things silently but I think women will reach out more for help Um, I think just socially we just reach out more for help so yes I deal with a lot of women with relationship issues mainly um, stress and trauma through work and through lack of support Mm -hmm. and um, dealing with depression and want to learn coping skills and self esteem issues so that's mainly my practice uh, working with women on resilience
0: okay so you talk a little bit um, we can get a little bit into what you call what is um, considered protective factors so from what I understand I'm not a therapist here or a (laughs) clinician, but let me just get a stab at it. Let me see if I can put a little thing to it right here. From what I understand, right, protective factors are things that contribute to mental health, right? And it allows, basically allowing a person to be resilient, is, is, yes. am I am I hitting it the right way here yes
1: you got it you got it Denise. you got it we can work together know you know, you to know the there's going to
0: be a career change right there's going to be a career change let me just put it out there but definitely so talk a little bit about that
1: okay so when dealing with mental health, mental illness, there are risk factors and there are protective factors. Risk factors, um, they are those things in life that will most likely lead to a negative outcome. Mm. Protective factors do the op- they do the opposite. They can um, impact positive outcomes. So let's say, Denise, you and I are dealing with the same um, type of um, stressors that lead to depression. Uh-huh. Our 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 outcomes can be very different based off of the fact, right? Factors. So um, we can have the same type of um, we could have the same type of depression or the same type of diagnosis, but let's have a supported family and I don't um let's say you have um uh you went to school you have an education you have a stable career on the other hand I don't I don't have I'm unemployed I'm homeless um I don't have um um connectedness in my family so those type of things that's why you can see two two different people deal with the t- The same situation, but you'll see two different people with two different outcomes. It's protective factors. Um, And it doesn't mean that you don't have mental... They both don't have mental health issues. One has resilience because they have protective factors in place. Um, So in the other one, they you know, the depression might take them to a point where they're not functioning because of the risk factors. They don't have the same type of um, risk factors. They don't have the same type of protective factors. So what are some things that can increase um, protective factors to help us to have better outcomes when we're dealing with mental health? Um, I think I stated before, connectedness, having a good support system. Um mm having a good support system. There's some things that are fixed that we can't help. And there's some things that we can. Um, I would say belonging to an organization like a church, or even now that we're dealing with um, pandemic, we can't go into a physical building, but have connectedness through through, uh, groups like yours, um, women to women, where you can um, get connected. Um, other protective factors are, um, increasing coping skills and how do you do that? Through therapy. If you're not able to, um, some people aren't able to do coping skills on their own. Coping skills are what we do to deal with our problems. Some people deal with problems through alcoholism,
0: through Mm -hmm. eating,
1: um, through lashing out negatively. And some people deal with it through art. They draw, they write, they do poetry, they journal. Um, They go for a walk. So those are different coping skills. Um, wow. And those are the things that you can learn in therapy if you don't oh. know how to um, get good coping skills. Get coping skills. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. I want to talk a little
0: bit more. I want to pick your, your brain a little bit on some other... Um, protective factors you talk about like maybe social support as you mentioned earlier Yeah scales you know the ability to manage um, uncomfortable emotions different things like that physical health that you talk about maybe taking even a walk and that sense of purpose self esteem and healthy thinking Those are all part of protective forms, right? Yes,
1: you got it. We want to get a
0: little bit into that when we come back. Oh, I'm shining today, girl,
1: with you. I love it. I love it. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll take a break and we'll be right back, lady. Here, I'll be here. Okay, thank you.
0: Hey, do you have a story to share? Do you have something to say? Do you want to talk about tips and strategies? Well, I think you need a podcast. And what better platform is there than to launch with Anchor? Anchor is a one-stop deal. Everything you need to launch a podcast is already built in and provided with Anchor. And better yet, it is totally free. So download the app, the Anchor app, or visit anchor.fm. That's ancho rfm Anchor, your one stop free deal for podcasts. Visit today an dot fm. That's an R.fm. Host Denise Hank Lawrence, and we continue today with Kenya Anderson Freak Clinician um, in Social Work. However, can, you know what I forgot to share earlier in part of your bio that, I, that I'm aware of is the fact that you also have experience in military family and life counselor and yes. in supporting active uh, duty military personnel and their families. So yes. I just wanted to put that out there as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so
0: just before the break, we, um, we were talking about, or you actually um, began to speak about protective factors.
1: Do you mind just expanding a little bit on that? Yes. So Denise, there are many factors that influences a person's chance of developing a mental health disorder or a substance use disorder. Um, And some of those factors, um, they can determine our outcomes. So risk factors um, are associated with negative outcomes. So, uh, but protective factors, I wanted to focus on, Um, they are associated with having positive outcomes to events, to to stressful events. So um, we look at different factors, different ways that we can uh, increase protective factors. Now, there are some things that we can do on our own and there are some things that are fixed that'll take um, some support, um, community support or therapists uh, to help. But um, when we look at the different factors um, with protective factors, let's look at biophysical. So one way to have a protective factor is through healthy diet and exercise when we're dealing with our with our bodies, you know, um, that healthy diet, healthy mind, exercise, movement does help us deal with stress. Okay, so basically adequate
0: exercise and physical activities,
1: a balanced and healthy
0: diet can help. That is considered a protective factor.
1: That is considered a protective factor that can help to reduce risk factors. Okay. So let's look at the psychological area. Um, Psychological has to do with emotional self-regulation, how we deal with stress, how we show up in an emotional sense. Um, some of us um, can be quite impulsive uh, we can get angry we' you know we can be impatient so it's more so and um, having an emotional intelligence and this is one of those areas where some of us don't have that skill you right and when you don't have that skill then you seek out a professional to help you gain that emotional intelligence well some of that be part of low self-esteem
0: too if it, we don't have that skill is that considered? Part of the fact that we don't have that because our belief system in terms of how we see our value, Mm -hmm. um, acceptance of our personal flaws and weaknesses, does that um, add up to the fact that we're not able to show up in our right right sense in terms of how we see ourselves?
1: Yes. So everything is about perception. Mm. So um, you know how we view the world, how we react, how we respond to situations, how we show up is. You know, it has to do with our perception. So yes, low self-esteem is how we see ourselves and how we see ourselves. That's how we show up in the world and how we respond. And so I'm going to keep encouraging, um, you know, women to seek a support system or, or seek healthy relationships. And if you can't do that, then, you know, you can have healthy relationships, but it's also good to see a therapist. It's good to see somebody who is objective they don't have judgment they don't um you know they're not involved in the situation so they can clearly um assess what's going on so I always advise to see a professional therapist right Um, another psychological factor what we're talking about is um having self-esteem self-esteem a positive self-regard um Uh, a social factor would be to have good peer relationships.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Peer relationships. That is also a perfect, protective factor, supportive relationships and family, economic financial security. And like I said, some things that we can could, we could fix now, some things we, it's a process where we need to seek assistance, um, you know, for economic uh, growth and financial security. Also having access in access to health um, uh, what am I trying to say access to support services ah. so that is a protective factor um, having access to services knowing in your community who to call uh, if you're in a crisis. I know in Charlotte, North Carolina we have a mobile crisis line if you're having a mental health um, crisis um we have people who can dispatch to your home who could do a mental health assessment so having access to the services that you need seeing a doctor having access to medical care having access to information your your program excuse me is is also a support service Um, it it gives information so having access um, is a is a protective factor And finally, um, I wanna talk about spirituality. Um, It is very important to have a set of moral beliefs. Ah. Spirituality is a protective factor. Um, And so um, those are some of the things that we should have in our lives or we should try to obtain so that we can have protective factors. The more protective factors, the less risk. that we would have when, you know, developing uh, mental health um, diagnosis and crisis. Okay, so
0: basically then, from what I'm gathering, so if we focus on what we can control, right? We focus on the, the protective factors that we have and build upon those protective factors, then basically we will improve our ability to cope with the many different challenges in life that we face.
1: Yes, you're building resilience building resilience. So yes, you got it to me. That's, that's exactly what it is.
0: Wow. That's interesting. Wow. See, sometimes, you know, as women, we go through things and we tend to put ourselves on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, for example you know moms they said okay I'm just gonna do this for the kids I'm gonna do this for the husband and do this for the boyfriend whatever it is and mm-hmm. we tend to put ourselves on the back burner and now we find out that well I know for a fact that even during this COVID season mm-hmm. I have spoken to a lot of women um <clears throat> that have shared excuse me that have shared that it's like now there it's, certain things are coming to the forefront like whoa. Yes. well now I yes. know why I react when I I yeah. see this or I smell this or you know in mm-hmm. any given situation Yes. And, and it's amazing that we don't tend to want to put a, why is it that women tend to always just put ourselves on the back burner it doesn't make us the better mom really I mean it's a good thing mm-hmm. when you do something for your child but in, in retrospect when you look at it, it's like it still doesn't make you the best mom because
1: you right.
0: sacrifice you for them because then at the end of the day If you're
1: not well, if you're not healthy, how good are you to them? Yes, that's very true. And you asked the question, why do women put themselves on the back burner? I think a lot of it started with social conditioning, how we watched our mothers and grandmothers sacrifice, Uh Um, you know, but the world is ever changing and much more is required of us. And so we need to be able to take care of ourselves Be good to ourselves first, so that we can be good to the people around us. Being good to ourselves is assessing what we need and how do we get what we need. Um, And then you can show up, not only do you show up for yourself, but you show up in a better place for those who are dependent on you and who you support. So I do believe in social conditioning. Um and some women feel like they get a self- uh, they get a sense of self by doing for others. So they basically will avoid their own issues. When you avoid your own issues, you don't have to face them. So if you're taking uh-huh. care of your husband and you're taking care of your kids and you're um enmeshed in your 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 sister's life and you, you have all these different situations, you don't show up for yourself. So, And what I'm finding is a lot of women don't want to, I don't want to say they don't want to, but um, a lot of women want to avoid or they try to avoid their issues.
0: Wow. So it's easier to tend to someone else's issues yes. because yes. at the end of the day, okay, so I'm struggling with, say I'm struggling with my health, right? Yes yeah i just don't want to go to the doctor i don't want to hear that i have this or i have that Mm -hmm. or i don't want to hear that i could have prevented this okay so the legs are swollen the feet are swollen Mm -hmm. uh the aches and pains are there the this and the that or whatever it is or any kind of a female issues but i don't want to go to the doctor because i don't want to deal with that so i i I then start to get busy with everything making sure that the kids are okay the husband's okay the the yes. that I have to take care of, the sick care that I have to take care of is okay. And I start to stretch myself around that because I'm trying
1: to avoid dealing with my own issues. Exactly. That's what it is. And so and it's a and it can sound like a socially acceptable way. It also sounds good when you tell the story. Oh, I, I can't go to the doctors today because I have to take the twins for their appointment and um, my daughter needs to go to gymnastics and my husband needs me to do this. So it almost sounds socially acceptable when you're really neglecting yourself. So I think women, we learn how to finesse (laughs) (laughs) situations so that we can show up uh, one way, but there's something underneath that current, Um, you know, it's avoidance a lot of time it's avoidance and you can't get to the core of a problem unless you talk about it unless you address it so yes the the question for you in terms of therapy um
0: coming from a culture and understanding the culture that i'm from Mm -hmm. therapy has this uh stigma yes (laughs) like and also not only from an uh west indian culture but also a black culture and yes. also more importantly, a spiritual culture. Yes. Right? Yes. The setting and the, the tone of oh, you going to therapy? Like yes. it's that let me pull my head back, twist my neck, and roll my eyes. <laughs> are you serious? You go to therapy? You're talking too much. You you're telling people your personal business. And mm-hmm. How is that going to help? Do you find now that women are finally moving forward
1: to this kind of a help? Yes. When I tell you, Denise. I have women who outreach me. Um, they would get my information from a friend. Um, and it makes me proud that um, women, and I have to say Black women, women Black women are showing up for themselves and they're trying. Um, so somewhere down the line, I, I don't know if it's through media messaging, um, through uh, word of mouth, but women are starting to see you know what? I talk to my pastor, and I do get what I need from my pastor. I do get what I need from my sister friend, but there's something else that I need that from a therapist. So what a therapist brings to the table is techniques. Um, they bring that um, the schooling, that the, the education, the certification. Um, uh-huh. So there's certain techniques that can be used to for intervention. So not only are therapists a listening ear, but there's certain interventions that they can use to uh, problem solve or to assess a situation. One of the techniques that I prefer that I really like to use is cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay. Because it is a short term treatment, but it gets down to the core belief of things. And so we all know that thoughts influence our attitude, attitudes influence our behavior but let's get to the thought what what happened with the the beginning factor let's look at your core beginning right yes yes Yes. so that's what a therapist can bring to the table there's so many different techniques um and then not only that there's the benefit of someone not knowing you so they don't have there's there's no judgment you know that's one of our uh, ethical part of our ethical guidelines we we shouldn't be judging as a professional. So, but there's something about being able to tell your story to someone who can be objective. Um, and so, you know, they can give you another perspective because everything is about perspective, how we, uh, and perception, how we see the world, how we see our situation. So, yes. You know, it's
0: so fun because, um, Women, I tend to think that for years we suffer in silence. I know you said earlier mm-hmm. not in the first part of our conversation that men, uh, you know, they suffer in silence. But I think women suffer in silence too because mm-hmm. we always show up. Like you said, socially sounds good. Okay, yeah. So busy, she's always concerned about her kids, always making sure her husband's okay, yes. always taking care of her sick mom. Yeah, wow. yeah. Just is yes. Sick. Yes. We keep going at it, and we keep going at it. But at the end of the day we need that moment. We need that moment and that place and that space to unmask and to be real and to get down to the root of the matter and therapy is that option. Yes. And and, and earlier, you said something about balancing uh, the spiritual life of it as well. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is also considered a protective form, right? Spirituality.
1: Yes. Spirituality. Yes. Yes.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm taking notes here. I'm taking notes. <laughs> I have my notebook out. I'm writing down like, okay Mm -hmm. you know Denise what are your factors that has been most valuable to me yes I'm I'm making my own little notes like what are some of the factors that I'm going to take advantage of Mm -hmm. you know what am I going to improve and other things like this this has been a great conversation now Kenya I'm going to ask you to do something um at the end of uh, all my uh, interviews and conversations, even when I'm doing one myself with my audience, I always like to do what I call a call to action. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you that room today. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> to talk to the ladies that will be listening. And what would be your call to action this week? And I just wanted to know that I plan on having you back. But I want you to talk a little bit more about cognitive uh, cognitive behavior, behavior therapy. therapy yeah you know, I got <laughs> <laughs> well then so you... you talk a little bit more about cognitive behavior therapy so you'll definitely be coming back and mm-hmm. also be touching some other issues in our next conversation about like um relationship issues stress and oh yeah and anxiety disorder because that is like, oh yeah the that thing is thing. so
1: big right now yeah
0: yes it's like so big i mean, i'm telling you a half hour is not going to do Right. So schedule yourself. Put right. Calendar. We're coming back to the table again. Okay.
1: <laughs> I want to be a regular on your show, Denise. I want to be regular. Listen, I, the door is open. The door is open. Okay. I'm so happy for this platform and what you're doing to reach out to women. This is so important, and what you what you're doing is so important. And I really thank you for this platform that you you're building here. um thank you for the invitation and the call to action i would say to the women to our to the listeners today is what can you do to build resiliency the resiliency is your bounce back from situations bounce back meaning what protective factors can you put into place that you can do Um, should you try to reach out more to build a more supportive uh relationship with family Um, Should you go to see a therapist? Um, Should you um, start a healthy diet and exercise? Um, Should you do uh, a more deep dive into your spirituality um, to gain a stronger relationship with God? Um, Mm -hmm. The call to action is building your resiliency through increasing protective factors. What are you planning to do for yourself in that way?
0: Okay, and just to run down, a few of the protective factors, again, are good mental, Mm -hmm. physical, spiritual, and emotional health. Yes. In a a nutshell, right? Yes, in a nutshell. Good mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health. Yes. Can you do me a favor, please? Will you just share the platform in which we can contact you should someone need you? Mm -hmm. uh, Or they can follow you if you have a social... Media <laughs> platform, or if you have a website, they like to visit. Just anything at all, please. I don't
1: want the audience to walk away and not have a way to contact you. Okay, Denise. So I do. Okay. Uh, my website is www. Kenya Fraser L. Kenya. Okay. I think I think we
0: had a little break. I think we had a little breakdown there. Do you mind repeating that again, Kenya Frazier?
1: Uh, my website is www.kenyafrasierlcsw.com. And Fraser is spelled F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. So it's www.kenyafrasier.com. Kenya Fraser LCSW.com. I'm also on Instagram. My IG handle is Kenya.Frasier underscore LCSW.
0: All right. So that's Kenya Fraser, K-E-N-Y-A-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R-L-C-S-W. That's the website. Yes. Okay. And once again, the Instagram page again? It's Kenya
1: dot Fraser underscore L-C-S-W that's it that's it for IG <laughs> <laughs> that's it ladies I hope
0: you're listening I hope you took notes today uh, as you heard from Kenya herself she will be back we'll be talking on some other issues in terms of anxiety disorder, uh, depression, self-esteem, everything and everything concerning a woman's issue, and this is the place that you want to hear it. You want to land on this page. You want to contact her for private uh, information and so. Go ahead, you're welcome to follow her website. Again, it's Kenya Frazier. Frazier spelled F R A Z I E R L C S W, and you can reach out to her at any time. Kenya, I am so excited to have you on today I appreciate you coming on I appreciate you sharing that wealth of knowledge and I'm excited that the door is open and you've accepted the invitation
1: and we (laughs) will
0: be Having more conversations.
1: Oh, thank my, this you! Is super, super excited. This I was exciting. It. This was this was fun, and this was informative. And I yes. thank you so much again, Denise, for what I you're thank doing. You so, ladies, you're welcome to please share with a friend. Tell them about this podcast. Subscribe,
0: download, sending your reviews. And if you would like to sponsor this program, you're certainly welcome to do so. There are opportunities. You're welcome to leave a message as well, on a voice message. Just a word of encouragement. And if you would like to just put a review, give us a five star. You know we deserve it. You know we're bringing the content. <laughs> Come on. We're showing up on this podcast. Yes. Okay. Showing up and showing out. Yes. Showing up and showing out. So again, Kenya, thank you so very thank much for you. coming on. And we will definitely chat. Ladies, we'll talk next week. So remember, the call to action. Work on those protective forms. Yes. Factors. 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 (laughs) Yes. You got it. I think I do. I got my notes, though. I'm working (laughs) on mine. (laughs)
1: Kenya, thank you
0: so much and have a wonderful day. You
1: too, my dear. Bye bye.
0: Bye bye now.